Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. I'm coming to you from a different location than I normally do. And that's because I'm at a little bit of a mastermind myself this weekend. Uh, something that I do with a, a group of men that I'm connected to. Uh, it's a recovery-based thing, so it's personal development related. Um, but that's where I am this weekend. But I wanted to make sure that I joined everybody this morning for Wake Up Legendary because I enjoy doing this so much and talking to each one of you and hearing about your stories and your successes and your trials and your tribulations. So let's continue the, uh, the theme here with another wonderful story. Cass, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. You look nice and warm where I'm in Utah and it snowed on Wednesday. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen snow since the last time I flew to it a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was, it's freezing here. So I hope you're actually, and I was in Utah, you know, ironically, I was in Park City, Utah the last time that I Beautiful went place. and traveled. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was the first time that my daughter, uh, Cece saw snow. Yeah. And, uh, the, what she did when she saw it, she couldn't believe it. She stuck her tongue out. She went, Oh my gosh. Lucky her. Yeah. Lucky her. That's the first time she's seen it. <laughs> I I know. So what brings you uh, to Legendary? What Tell us your origin story. What? Okay. What? Who are you? Yeah. What did you do before this? And yes. what the heck were you looking for to stumble upon a, a crazy group of weirdos uh, <laughs> like us? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, it's a bit of a long story, so it might take me a minute to get through all of it, but it really started back in 2020. As like most people, I lost my job due to COVID. Um, my husband was in school full time and he was working. He worked in healthcare, So luckily he kept his job. Um, we had three young kids at the time. Um, so I lost my job during COVID. And while we're in lockdown, we start to notice some signs with our, our middle child um, that he was displaying signs of autism. So we yeah. get him um, checked out. Turns out he does have autism. And from there, that was basically a permanent, like, you're a stay at home mom now. Like, you're not going to work outside of the home ever after this basically was um kind of what pushed me in that direction so um my husband graduates just earlier this year um we moved to utah he gets a job here and to say he we graduates from college like uh like with the okay yeah all right i mean i well, i graduated from drug treatment so i just wanted to make sure that yes, we were yeah yeah talking about the same sort of graduate yes, or yeah. or which is um, so college, he, right? Yes, that's right. So he gets his undergrad in three years, which is great. Um, we moved to Utah. He gets a great job. Um, to say we were disappointed with his salary um, was was an understatement. We were like, oh, awesome. You know, we're making a lot more than we were when we were just students living off FAFSA and student loans. Um, but basically what his salary was, was cost of living plus how much time um, and debt we had to go into, um, yeah. to get that job. So that was, we were basically just hitting right, breaking even. Um, right. so I say, Hey, like, let me, let me get a remote job. I will, um, you know, just work here and there where I can get a job where I don't have to talk on the phone. Um, you know, something where I can provide income because gas is $4 a gallon. Groceries are 30% higher than they were even six months prior. So I'm like, listen, just let me get a job. Yeah. Um, and I had worked all of my life since I was 16. So I had plenty of experience in these jobs I was applying for. Um, 
you know, more than enough experience. These were jobs that I felt like, oh, I could easily get this job. There's no problem I would get this job. Um, and denied, right. denied, denied, denied. Basically because I had had this two-year gap in unemployment. And I said, this mm. is ridiculous. I, I, I'm willing to work. There are people out there who don't even want to work. And yet I'm still getting denied these jobs because of a two-year gap because they stayed home and took care of my kids. Um, so that really is where I, I came to a point where, um, and, and of course, Legendary happened right at the same time, is that I saw someone on Instagram talking about Legendary, and um, I was like, man, I got to know what this is. And it actually took me a lot longer probably than some people, but I was like, I, I kept watching, kept seeing their content, and I was like, man... I can't really give it up, but I'm also like, I don't know if this is right for me. I was super skeptical ultimately. And, and this is what my mentor said to me. And I say all the time too, is I, ha I saw the potential in it. And that was what really was hard for me to walk away from. Um, so, you know, my mindset going into legendary and um, taking the courses was you have no other option. There is no, there's nothing else out there that um, you are going to do. You can't work a remote job. You're not going to start some crazy e-commerce store in this climate with where we're breaking even. Um, we already are drowning in student loans. There's no way you're going to get a business loan for any of this, you know, crazy online store you want to start, any of that stuff. So I was really like, okay, well, it's either I do this or I find childcare and basically pay to go to work. Um, so really my mindset going into it was a job that you can't get work. Yeah. The, a job that I probably wouldn't even get. Exactly. I exactly. Mean, yeah. Which I know is a whole, which I know is just shocking to you because you're a hard worker. You know who you are. You're like, ah, oh. and, and I think we all feel your pain in the sense mm -hmm. that whether we <clears throat> already have the job and like, don't feel appreciated or don't feel fulfilled right. or whether we can't get the job and we right. know that they're overlooking a gem. We know right, what we're right. capable of and we can't get the shot. That is frustrating enough. Well, and that was the anybody. biggest, yeah. And that was the biggest like shot to my confidence. I was like, holy crap. Like I'm worthless because I am just a stay at home parent. Like I didn't have a college education. I graduated mm -hmm. high school and I went to work right after that. And, and I worked throughout high school. And so it was it was like, well, basically, you're just a stay-at-home parent, and that's all you're good for. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, gosh, the messaging that we get just mm -hmm. from society when, when sort of they kind of are the ones who are in kind of control, you know, which I feel like where you, what you're describing is sort of a defensive posture where you know where you're like going to people asking for you know this is the typical system that we've all been trained and primed is you know set up for our advantage the american dream and it's like what it really is is you're in a defensive posture you're most of your life because whether you're applying for loans applying for houses applying for jobs everything is can i can i mm -hmm. apply will you accept me whereas that in, in the messaging there, I can understand. And you're piling on motherhood with going mm -hmm. through what you went through with your child with all. I mean, that's a whole nother level. You layer that on. And I'm sure the messaging makes sense that you would be like, who am I? What am I mm -hmm. worth? Right. Absolutely. Start questioning yourself. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. And that's relatable. Um, I feel like entrepreneurship is more of an offensive posture. You're more in control and you're taking more charge. Would you describe it as that? You seem like a, 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 a girl who wants to take charge of some stuff too. <laughs> um, mostly motivated by your drive to care for your family. That's what yeah. I'm picking yeah. up. Is that yeah. right? Yes, and so absolutely. Does mm -hmm. the does the does the entrepreneur is this all tell us does it feel more offensive? Do you feel more empowered? And what was getting started going through the education like for you? So to be honest, and I will be real, and I think that this is a lot of ways that people get hooked into affiliate marketing, um, selling online in general, is they see the money. They see the money and they see the amount. So for for me, for my example, my mentor was making six figures right out the gate, like easy like that. And I was like, man, I would love to get a piece of that, right? Who wouldn't, right? But it's funny because after I had been in it for a little while, and I made my first high ticket sale, I was like, I was excited, but I wasn't as excited as I thought I would be. And the reason oh. is, is that it wasn't when I got to that point where I had made all these commissions up to that. And then I made the big one. Um, it was about money. And then I made that big one. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's not about the money for me. It, and, and it shifted really fast that it wasn't about the money. It was about the freedom. It was about the fact that I, was in total control and that I had the possibility and I basically had this whole world opened up to me. So it wasn't, it wasn't about the money anymore. And I, I, when I go live on TikTok, especially, I love to tell people that because a lot of the times their questions are, how much money have you made so far? How much, um, how much can I expect to make, you know, et cetera. And everyone's journey is going to be different. Yeah. And, you know, I, I constantly tell people you can't compare the numbers because your story is going to be different from my story. who's going to be different from their story. Um, so for yeah. me, it wasn't necessarily about the money. It was more about the freedom and the empowerment that I had that I was like, listen, I want this to be. And, and this was ultimately the reason why I got into it was I wanted my lack of motivation <clears throat> to be the reason I failed, not my lack of education. So for, for me, it was a lot of, if I have the education, I basically have this door open to me where mm. I can only blame myself for why it's not happening. I had step-by-step, yeah. step, you know what I mean? I had step-by-step step guidelines on how to do it, how to get started. So why, why can't I be successful at this? So really it was a very empowering. Um, and even when I went through just the 15 day program, it was like, holy crap, my whole world changed. And that really was the difference for me. It wasn't necessarily the money, it was, wow, I, I have so much opportunity right here where I thought I was limited to an mm. e-commerce store, or I was limited to getting a, a remote job or finding childcare for my kids so that I could go, if I got the job, go pay to go to work. Man, you are really explaining this so clearly and so just powerfully. It's amazing. <laughs> I, 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 the reason why I love talking with, with, with clients, with students here who are fairly new at Legendary is because it's, it's so inspirational to hear somebody who's only a month or how long, I mean, or, or up to a year or two, it doesn't matter in the early stages, but when was your start date? So really I completed the, the 15 day course in the, at the end of July. 
Um, okay. And then it took me about two weeks to start receiving those commissions. Um, so really like August. I got you. So yeah, which that, that is not typical. What she just said is, is not a typical scenario. Um, you know, I just wanted to put that out there just as which a, is also yeah. funny, which is also funny because people are like, that's not oh, promise. Let me put it like that. It's not yeah, promise. Yeah, which is also funny. The way that you just described yes. it. Yes. Yes. Which is also funny because all the time people, you get the trolls online who are like, oh, it took you that long. It took you that long to start like, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so there's, so there's two sides to it. Right. So let me, there is two. And those people, trust me, people who are saying that. Uh, I got to really start, I, I'm going to start making this like a main thing that I talk about is how these people are a distraction in how to ignore and avoid them and actually why you should ignore and avoid them. And the number one reason is, is because anybody who's commenting any sort of bullshit, specifically negativity on your post has no life. They're a loser and they're not the, the more time you give them the even responding to the even trying to explain if you're not you never use a hater in the comments you never use a response to them for them you use it for other people so other people can see it mm -hmm. if you're only respond so to educate the rest of the people who might see those comments but you yes. a hater or a loser is not even worth responding to their comment unless there's opportunity to be able to impact more people with your comment because you, you right. you're never going to change a loser it's not even worth it it'll suck more out of you that i learned this in recovery it is quicker that somebody will drag you down into relapse than you will get somebody sober yes okay what i was saying a second ago about it being so inspirational with a new person and why I have so much more fun talking to people like yourself. Okay, so what'd you say? August, September, October, November. Let's call it 90 days in. You're sitting here explaining what you're what you've done, your journey, and 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 kind of teaching it to a crowd who's listening. I don't even know how many people on because I can we put her link up by the way, her 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 profiles, because I have no controls on on my side here. I'm on my phone. Um, thank you. It's so powerful to see how powerful you can be just a few months into doing something. And the number one thing that stops people is them feeling like they can't do it. They're, they're not, nobody's going to want to hear from them. Yeah. They're in day after day on this show. We have brand new people who find out that they have more inside them than they thought that they did. Is that true for you? Absolutely. Um, a lot, that's a, that's a huge thing I get on my TikTok. Um, when I go live, actually a lot of people who join my lives are usually fellow affiliates, some within our community, some outside of our community. Um, and the biggest thing that they say is like, did you start out, you know, they always want to ask about the lives. Did, did you start out going live? Um, mm. I'm really nervous to go live. Um, yeah. Do you have to go live? And this is what I say. This is what I tell them. I say, listen, you got to find something that you are passionate about to the point where those things don't matter. Because a lot of the times people want to get away from showing their face, from going live. And I say, listen, you have to be so passionate about what you're talking about that you don't care about what people think of you, what they think you look like. I said, listen, no matter what you look like, whether your age, your gender, your race, they're going to troll you. 
It doesn't matter. Everyone's going to get trolled. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's right? a good way to put it. Right? It doesn't matter how good looking, how not good looking. It doesn't matter where you fall on any. Ev Everybody gets, gets trolled. Every it's so true. No one is immune from it. So I say, listen, be so passionate. You don't care about what those people think. Be so passionate that you don't care what other, what your family thinks. And I mean, as long as you're making good decisions, right? What your family thinks, what your friends legal, think. moral, ethical is yes, if I'm doing exactly. legal, moral, ethical <laughs> shit and you don't like it. Talk to somebody else about exactly. it. Don't talk to about it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So for me, it was like, you know, I picked something that was my pain point. And, and as we know, and as we learn about these pain points, we know that those are the most lucrative because so many other people are feeling those pain points. And where I'm at in Utah, tons of moms, tons of young moms here where they're like, listen, I can't afford childcare, nor can I even find it. Um, and they were a lot of them. A lot of where I find my success too is in these mom and me mommy and me groups where people are saying, Hey, does anyone know of an online job? Does anyone know of a remote job? And all I say is, and I don't even, I don't even go into specifics. I don't even drop a link. All I say is I got into freelance digital marketing. And let me tell you nine times out of 10, I have five other comments saying, can you message me about this? Can you message me about, because it's so needed, oh so needed I with moms, stay at home parents. Everyone is feeling the pain. <sighs> Girlfriend, you are just speaking <laughs> way too much truth for me on this Friday morning. It, it's it's causing me all kinds of, you know, I'm I'm feeling the Holy Spirit up in this. <laughs> I'm throwing hats. You know what I mean? It's it's and you and you're so smart. I mean, you're you're going into places where where everybody has has access to, you know, whether it be Facebook mom group. I mean, my lord, there's four. B billion people on Facebook. Okay. Mm -hmm. Half the world's population uses a meta app, Facebook, Instagram, or, or WhatsApp. I mean, it's, it's insane each day, but you know, there's billions of, of, you know, or, or, or at least hundreds of millions of moms across these groups, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be on Reddit, whether it be on discord, you know, there's all kinds of places that you can insert yourself not because you want to go in there and just prospect only, but because you say, hey, I can relate to these people. I can talk to these people intelligently. I'm a mom. I'm a fill in the blank. Yeah. There's a group for everybody in every topic. Yes. But particularly, it's such a, a, a powerful time right now to have something a solution or have a recommendation or a referral or experience on topics that have quick solutions what you are are doing is offering people experience around making money and and but imagine how this could apply to any niche there's there's yeah. there's in these mom groups in these dad groups in these whatever the group it is there's a wide range of topics that are coming up you know what I mean? So it's not like money or making money is the only thing. If you're in the health and beauty or, or health and wellness, if you're in the, I mean, can you imagine what a lot of moms are going through? And they always have, mm -hmm. but with, with newborn babies and stuff and, 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 and trying to, uh, you know, if you were in that niche or if you were in the dog niche or if you were in the diabetes, niche, I mean, there's just, to be a, that nugget that you just dropped about 
going into groups and in participating, not pitching, but saying, hey, I found digital freelance digital marketing and, and it's it's participating like a normal person, not a not a not a salesperson in the group. But you every time you say something that is educational or attractive, you always get two or three comments. You always get two or three DMs if it's a quality comment. It's a proven formula that works across all niches and it's been working for years. It, people do it in our group. I mean, mm -hmm. people come into the legendary marketer group and somebody asks for uh, or puts out that they have a need or whatever. And, you know, they've got a bunch of people that are hitting them up in their DMs, trying to send them, sell them courses and coaching and you know, business opportunities yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I'm not unaware. I understand the game. I've been in the game, wrote a chapter of the book about the game. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know what I mean? So yeah. I understand it's so refreshing and powerful to hear somebody brand new 90 days into the journey talk about such a simple cool little strategy it's so obvious it's right in front of our faces so would you go into like i say a facebook group or something is that mainly where you hang out or what platforms and in other kind of strategies are you using um so TikTok, TikTok is always Got Gotta be on TikTok. Like 99% of traffic, organic traffic comes from TikTok. And, and it's just for those reasons that we are always preaching, that this community is always preaching, that Matt's always preaching is it is the fastest, quickest, most viral platform you can use. I have, you know, and, and it's so silly because it's I, I basically took the decade in a day and all that Matt taught in that decade in a day. I turned around and I created TikTok. I didn't ever have TikTok prior to that. I never knew how to use it, regardless of the fact that I'm a millennial. I consider myself to still be pretty decently young, right? I feel yeah. like I should know how to use these things, right? Um, but I get on the app and I basically did exactly what Matt said to do. Um, and, and that garnered me about 10,000 followers in two weeks. And now I'm at 35, I took, a, or 34, sorry. Um, I took a little bit of a break, went on vacation, things like that. So I took a little bit more time to get to that 34, but um, TikTok is the biggest one. Um, Instagram is basically just a platform set up to where I can have people DM me because DMs on TikTok are a mess, right? Um, isn't, it, isn't it so I, funny about how the platform is like good in one respect, but yes, sucks in another, amazing, you know? amazing with videos and getting views and all that great stuff. And, and people are so quick to click that link in your bio and all, all yeah. that great stuff. And then you go over to Instagram and hardly anyone clicks the link in your bio, but somehow they always want to chat with you there. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> understanding the platforms that's, yeah what what that's called is kind of native marketing right it's understanding yeah. the native ways mm -hmm. that people use the app and thanks for pointing that out that's really important and so yeah. continue um and and you'll when you start going and and you start seeing like a lot of my TikToks that do well on TikTok but don't do well on Instagram, I, I can basically figure out what will do better on each platform. And and ones that'll do well on Instagram won't do as well on Facebook Reels, you know, each each platform. And so I use the only real reason I use Facebook um, is for my I get paid for my Reels. I'm, I have a digital creator account, so I get paid for my Reels. I get paid for posting. I get paid for posting links. So that's really the only reason I use it. But 
Um, I'm part of a lot of buy-sell groups. I'm part of um, mommy and me groups, just moms in the area. I'm part of three just in here in Utah, which um, doesn't seem like a lot, but you look at the numbers in those groups, there's 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 people in these groups who see these comments. And, and here's another thing that I tell people in my life. I say, listen, if you're jumping into people's DMs, if you're leaving links for people to click, you're doing it wrong. Um, I'm 99... <laughs> And, and I will say from experience, from experience, because I have, when I first started, I will be totally honest. I went against everything that, that, that you and Matt taught and I was in people's DMs. And let me tell you how many commissions I got from that, or even how many leads I got from that a whole fat zero. And so I was like, listen, I have to, I really you realize that that rap song, when they said it goes down in the DMs, they were talking <laughs> about money. They was talking about something else. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because here's the thing, and I, I equate it to MLMs, right? How many times have we, especially as women, um, being in the millennial age, that you get a DM saying, hey, you know, hey, girl, try out this new product I'm trying, XYZ. And you're like, listen, this is the last thing that I want. This is the last. No one wants to be, no one wants to hear from them. And no one wants to be that person, right? Because it's so cringy. You feel so cringy doing it. <laughs> Right. And that's the one thing. That's like the first thing that I say when I go live, I say, I've never hopped in someone's DMS in terms of like my personal Facebook page. I've never gone out of my way and actually it was successful. Right. It's, I think that people get it so misconstrued that yeah. being in people's DMS is like, and, and, and I was that way because I was so excited. I was so excited about this 15 day program. I was so excited about that. I wanted everyone to know about it, but I was just going about it the wrong way. I have a cousin who sells Plexus, which is an MLM. And I'm like, I bet you Plexus has great products. I don't doubt that. I bet Plexus would work for me. You know, it's health, nutrition products, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, I bet you it would do great things for me. And it did great things for her. And she saw results. And that's why she's passionate about it. But I'm like, listen, the reason I won't buy from you is because of the way you're selling to me. You, you said that to your, your who was that, your cousin? My cousin. Well, it's my husband's cousin, so I could tell her a little bit easier. <laughs> you and say, so from there, from girl, there, I said, you say I said why don't you join this 15-day program that will help you learn how to sell? <laughs> that's, the, that's the great kind of like banana in the tailpipe for any MLM or who hits you up. You know, yes, you're like, yes. you always market like this? <laughs> this is really <laughs> yeah. ineffective. You know you what I mean? You were doing it so wrong. Let me tell you, you came to the wrong person to sell to. Let me tell you. <laughs> you turned him into a thousand dollar, you know, trading commission over here. Yes, know? that's right. Uh, but 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 honestly, I I got started doing affiliate marketing, selling to network marketers because mm -hmm. network marketers, which is who we all are, it's kind of we're business opportunity seekers, we're entrepreneurs. We just we we you know, we want to get better. We want to learn, like we want to hustle and work. Um, and so we'll buy training and we'll buy tools. And so I was sucking wind at network marketing and came on the internet and found some network marketing training about how to do my MLM on the internet. Yep. And, and the training was so good. It was so life-changing. I had the same experience. I started going out marketing to network marketers going, you all got it. You guys got it all wrong. You know what I mean? And, and that is exactly, and, and I had it wrong too. Like yep. my sponsor was telling me to run around and, and make a list and 
I, you know, I've got horror stories from things I did in MLM. Horror stories. Okay. Like my, I embarrassed my mother from an MLM multiple times, multiple times. Okay. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, so I came online and I was like, you guys are doing it all wrong. And that is how I got started in affiliate marketing. And, and they ate it up just like I did. They were like, yeah, I'm so tired of chasing my friends and family. Yeah, I'm so tired of doing drop cards and putting, you know, sticky notes on gas pumps yes. and, and accidentally bumping into people at Walmart and saying, oh, man, you look like a sharp person. You keep your business options open. You know, all that bullshit, the yes, three foot totally. rule, anybody who's three foot within your distance, prospect them, you know, yes, well, my business is not growing. Well, go back and make your list again, you know, all the things and it's like that is a great, a perfect example of turning a struggle into a strength, right? Turning a mess into a message because <clears throat> I took that whole network marketing story and I turned it into part of my kind of my my story, my value story. Yeah. This is my my hero's journey story. This was when I sucked. Let, let humanize yourself, make your, make them realize that you're not saying you're better than them. Mm -hmm. I sucked wind. I was chasing people in MLM broker. I was taking my products to pawn shops to try to get my, pro I had to take numismatic coins one time to a jewelry store to make rent. These were products that I was getting in MLM. I've done it all. And, and now I generate leads online and I went from being the hunter to be in the hunted exactly. and now i only talk to people one to many instead of one-on-one -on -one. well and isn't it funny to know you... how enter your email into the box below and i'll send right. you the free training right. you know right. I mean, that's, well, that's and, as simple as it is and you notice too that when you are when you are not trying to like when you are just being natural normal and and whatever you feel like you are putting yourself out there less I'm putting myself out there less than I was that, like you said, putting sticky notes on, on gas pumps, putting, you know, you're out, you're putting yourself out there a lot less than what people realize. Like if you've been in an MLM, you're about to get really comfortable in affiliate marketing because you don't have to do nearly as crazy and cringy things as you were doing before. Right. Well, I don't think you have to do nearly as cringy things as you have to do in your, in, in most jobs. Absolutely. Because yes. what's what's cringy about jobs most of the time is the fact that you have to put on a your your fake personality mm -hmm. and be all professional and you can't be who you are at home, which is your normal, goofy, fun, authentic self, right? Absolutely. So we, we put on the suit, you know, we put on the clown suit, which which is whatever the uniform is. We go, we put on the act all day long. And then by the end of the day or halfway through, we're exhausted because putting on that act, whatever it is, whatever it, it is not authentic to you is an act. And so we put on that kind of corporate act that the, we speak in those corporate ways, those professional ways, right? We write in those professional ways differently than we write our friends and people mm -hmm. in our personal life. Mm -hmm. Everything is an act, right? If mm -hmm. you think about it. And then, yeah, the you know, the many of the business opportunities out there and the strategies to promote them are also an act, right? I, we used to call it preaching the dream and living the nightmare, right? <laughs>
absolutely. But then you, you get into this and you, you realize that you get a little bit more comfortable on camera over time and you realize that the more laid back and relaxed and authentic you are, the, the better you do. Whereas the more you put on an act doing this, the worse you do. And I think that's confusing for people at first to really allow themselves to get comfortable on camera. So you, there had to be a time for you also where you were awkward on camera and tell us about that process. I mean, you, you seem like a superwoman, but what's your kryptonite? <laughs> Definitely not a superwoman. I should, I, I should tell you about my Russell Brunson story. I'll tell you that story later. Cause that will definitely lower me down some, some pegs here. Um, um, no, but I, when I first started going live, I hit that, that 1000 and I actually was watching the wake up legendary show and I feel so terrible. She is a huge name in our community and she's an awesome uh, marketer, but I forget her name. He was on the show and she was talking about how she goes live twice a day and that has really boosted. And this, this was oh, quite a while back. Um, and she said going live twice a day has helped my sales just shoot through the roof. And so I was like, listen, I think what I'm missing here is I got a great following um, but now I need to go live. And I think that, and, and this is what I tell people too, is that in certain niches, you, you absolutely have to show your face. If you're in the make money online niche, there's so many scams out there that, really that you have to show your face because people need to know you're real, that, that what you are promoting is legit. Um, and ultimately you're building trust. Um, isn't that, isn't that the key to selling online though, is, is building trust. Isn't that the reason we have lead magnets and upsells, um, is to build trust. Um, so that was the biggest key for me was that I had to go live. I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm doing. And, um, the first time I went live, it was an absolute disaster. Um, I had all three kids with me in the back of my truck and, um, I was parked at it. it I, it's just explaining this now. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? But, you know, I, I put myself in that situation and my kids were screaming in the back. People couldn't even hear me. It was you were awful. In the, they were in the back seat of a car. Yeah, they were in the back seat. <laughs> See, and I was like, oh my, gosh, was oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What did I still. do? Um, it was awesome. It was just awful. Um, anyway, so I, I went live for about five seconds and I was like, I can't ever do this again. This is awful. Anyway, I eventually get to a point where I'm like, okay, I can, I can go live for five minutes. Okay. And I basically would just go on and explain what affiliate marketing was. And then I would basically hop off before anyone could ask me any questions or anything like that. Cause I was so nervous. I was so worried. Um, and I was really just worried about people asking me any questions I didn't have the answer to. And people still ask me that. And I'm still like, man, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe there's something, you know, maybe there's something we need to research. Maybe there's something to look into. Um, I don't have the answer for that, you know. And so um, I, I just eventually got more and more comfortable. I put myself in a position where I only and, and this is the thing, too, is that everyone's journey will be different. And I saw an ad the other day that said, you are the niche. And I was like, man, is that not the truth? Um, and I was getting really upset for a long time. So I was telling my husband, I was like, listen, we need like a nanny to come in. I need some help because I need to go live at like 12 o'clock um, in the afternoon or like two o'clock, three o'clock, you know, all these different times. Um, and actually what I realized is that I was going live at like seven or eight o'clock after I put my kids down to bed. And that was actually when I was hitting my key demographic because they were in the same exact position they as me. Put their kids to bed. They didn't, 
Yep. They didn't have time at 12 o'clock, at two o'clock, at three o'clock to sit down and watch an hour long live to learn about affiliate marketing. They had time at the end of their day when their kids were in bed, their husband was doing whatever their, you know, dinner was cleaned up, all that great stuff that they had to do. Right. Um, so that's when I really got comfortable and I was like, listen, I don't have to worry about my kids yelling. I don't have to worry about any of that. I can just relax, be myself. I would get in my comfortable clothes. I would sit there and I would just talk about what affiliate marketing was, um, how to get started. And then it eventually got a little bit more sophisticated in, in where I would go into more detail. I would, I would add visuals. I would show them this is exactly how to become an affiliate with Amazon and show them the exact steps of how to do that. Then over here, I would show you this is exactly how you make money by creating this kind of TikTok account, you know, the Amazon Finds account. Um, And all of a sudden you're making thousands of dollars, you know, and and then I would say, okay, now here is that's low ticket affiliate marketing. Here's high ticket. And this is how I make my income every single day. Um, And then it was just it was just a matter of education. And really, that is and I tell people this all the time, too, is affiliate marketing 99% of it is just educating people it's not selling it's just educating people because again what are we doing we're creating trust so if I can educate you and say I know my stuff I know what I'm talking about you are going to trust me to enough to know I can I can buy from her or I can buy whatever she's promoting and and not only that I say listen if you want to get into this and you want to be an affiliate marketer you need to be an affiliate for a company that's absolutely absolutely reputable that will back you up that will refund any product within a given amount of time you know that that you totally back um, because at the end of the day our reputation and our trust are the two things that we have as affiliate marketers and those yeah. are the only two things that people will purchase from us over someone else for yeah yeah it's so true you hit on a couple of really powerful things I love that you look at the affiliate just marketing process as an education uh, booklet additional education process they go through before they go to buy and it is it's really all it is um, if you think about it the reason why affiliate marketing exists is because most companies um, don't have great marketing. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of companies that have um, amazing products, um, but they they can't do it all. And yeah. there's not to hire a, a superstar marketing team or or develop a winning campaign and then get it out to enough people to get sales going is. Um, it's not an easy task. I mean, it is not an easy thing to get a product off the ground and get it selling and keep it selling. And so what affiliate marketing does, not in, in the grand scheme of things for other companies, how they use it is they use affiliate marketers like us to go out and do the marketing, to do to run the ads, to, to nowadays um, and that we're perfectly positioned for this. I would have never known this was going to happen when I started 10 years ago. But mm-hmm. the 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 marketing, um, the way that companies are hiring p- just people, quote, influencers, whatever, but people with large followings on social media, they're putting more advertising dollars to those people, to those places than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um 
not a little bit either a lot mm -hmm. i don't have the exact statistics but uh, you can do the research yourself i've already done it i'm already convinced that um that we're moving to we've moved to a place to where consumer to consumer marketing not b to c right but consumer or creator to consumer if you want to categorize it like that is the is it's may not be the new way of doing business but it's here like never before and it's not going away and um and so you know affiliate marketing was originally designed for companies who have great products but don't have great marketing to get them out and so being the fact that you said that being an affiliate is just a the role of an educator is really really so powerful um the other thing i was thinking about when you were talking was how simple it is even if you've got to just turn your your phone around you know many of you should just get a little tripod and you have your your laptop sitting in front of you or your desktop sitting in front of you and then you have your 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 phone on a tripod on on a table and you're talking to the phone like this and then when you're ready to show them something you just hit the the button and flip the screen around and then you just show your computer right where you're clicking and what you're doing it's such an easy thing i know many many people will hold the phone but it's 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 such an easy way to deliver content. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, certainly you don't have to be showing people, you, you know, like you talked about on, if you go live on TikTok, you don't have to flip your screen around and show people what you're clicking on. You can just talk to them, mm -hmm. but um, it's such an easy tech. It's not going to get any more simple. It's never been more simple than this to where you could just, flip your screen around and people were okay with you just pointing literally pointing your phone like this can i flip my can i flip this around i don't know if i can but pointing your phone just at a computer like this and saying here i'm clicking right here you know what i mean like right. it's never been right. this simple people are okay with it being super casual yes and one other thing that i wanted to to point out was so many people are going live and get so dominated by the comments. Mm -hmm. It's like, I rarely respond to comments mm -hmm. on my lives because what people really are on your live for is to hear you talk, learn from you. And most of the time they need to just get out of the chat box and pay attention to what you're saying instead of paying so much attention to the chat box. That's how people are actually going to listen, learn, and you're going to build a bond with them. And so I would challenge everyone when you go live to pay, stop paying so much attention to who's coming in and out of the room and also what people are saying in the comments, because is all it does is throw you off your game. Come into the live with a loose plan about what you're going to talk about, something that you want to teach on. You know what I mean? Something that you want to teach on or something that you want to show people. Tell people you'll take their questions at the end. Be like, man, I see you guys are fired up. Got a lot mm -hmm. of questions. I'm going to get to questions in five minutes. I'm going to finish this because I want you guys to walk away with something that you can really, you know, that you can that you can maybe even try today and get some results with. And then you'll you'll come back and say, hey, I want more of those kind of results. So let's pay attention. You guys can still comment if you want but I'll get to questions here at the end. And so let me continue with what I was telling you. 
take control, take more control of the conversation. Yep. It, it, you know, allowing responding to people in the comments when you're in the middle of saying something to a live audience is this. It's the, a great analogy of that would be if you were talking to a if you were talking in a room to people, and then. Tom, Dick, and Harry walked in 10 minutes late and were like, hey, how you doing? Where should I sit? <laughs> and you just stopped talking to everybody else and gave those late people who were loud all your attention. Would you imagine that that would piss off your audience and be like, what about those of us who were here, who showed up on time, who came in respectfully? Yep. So think about you know, even our digital behavior and what we're doing online try to relate that to some sort of like a real world scenario and ask yourself, how would you carry yourself in a normal scenario? You know, if you're going to gather people because you're, which is what you're trying to say when you go live, Hey, gather around. I got something to say here for a few moments. Well, nobody is interested in gathering around. And then the person who says gather around says, okay, what, what questions do you guys have for me? It's like, well, you told us to come over here and gather around. What do you what do you want to tell us? Mm -hmm. And so if you're my suggestion and what I've always done, when you go live, launch into your deal, talk and you can acknowledge people. But the best way to leverage comments is to ask for comments. Does any, can anybody relate to it? First of all, I just want to ask everybody right here on our Wake Up Legendary Live does what I just laid out in terms of how to go live, those few couple of tips, was that valuable to you? If you, if it was, just type value down below. If that was, if that was valuable, just type value down below. If it wasn't, tell me why it wasn't valuable. Tell me what else you want to learn. And I'll make sure that maybe I answered that question next time I go live because I always go back through the comments or I try to and I try to scoop up any questions that I may have missed on the live. But was that valuable to you all the way that I broke that down? Just type value down below. Right. You see how I'm doing that? It's just mm -hmm. you tell people what to comment. Mm -hmm. Tell people if you guys want to. What I would suggest is also with your links, you say, hey, if you guys want more of that information, if that was really good. I got a quick uh, 20 minute training that you can watch that will explain it in more full detail. You can get that at the 15 day challenge.com. Would anybody type that down in the comments for me, that link just while I'm talking to make sure that people are able to easily click that the 15 day challenge you see what I'm saying? There's so many ways that you can not dominate, but lead what people are saying in the comments, what the comments, imagine if somebody comes into your room and there's a bunch of value. Yes, your comments down in the comments because that's what you've told or asked people to comment versus you know, all of the dumb things that people say when they just have free reign to just say whatever they want. Cast, is, what comes up for you as I'm saying some of this? You know, um, I didn't, I wasn't sure about this comment that I'm about to say, but I, I will say it for all the ladies out there. If you are a lady, you will get sexual comments. Yes, and I don't represent the ladies, so thank you for bringing this. <laughs> that is to this and the creeps out here online for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I, and it's hard for us ladies. Well, I guess it's not hard for us ladies, but I mean, yes, it is. But 
On TikTok, what's hard about that is that there's so many ways to say a sexual in, in, innuendo that um, it's hard to type in comments to where they can't say those things, right? Um, because someone would just say, I want you to me something, right? And you could replace that with anything. Um, and so that's really hard. And, and that was a huge thing for me was that I would get going, I would feel so excited and, and ready to go do this live. And then I would get immediately distracted by these comments. And then all of a sudden I was thrown off because it was like, I knew that there was a creep in my room. Right. right so to right. say, you know, when people walk into the room and you're like, I know that this creep is just here to watch me. Right. And so that was really hard too. Was, and it was really distracting because it was like, well, if I brush my hair back, is he going to be like, oh yeah, show me that shoulder, whatever. Um, right. So that was right. really disrupting. And, and yeah, I, I totally agree. If you have the, the, you know, capacity I saw here in the comments too. Um, someone said, if, if you're able to turn off the comments and then turn them back on at the end of your live, that's a great thing to do. I think that's awesome. Or even just ignore the comments while you can. I think that that's such great advice because that is even for me where I feel like I feel comfortable going live, um, that I still get thrown off by comments like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, not speaking about being harassed sexually or having people make weird comments because you know i don't usually get that i mean look at me for god's sakes first of all but anyways <laughs> but anyways um you know uh there's always an idiot usually and there always has been who's just there to troll right and so it's like the you know it, I go back to the analogy, the example of like speaking to a room full of people, like what the best thing for you to do as a presenter, like if you're presenting, whether it be in a live room, whether it be on TikTok, whatever, is just to ignore that person. And what's going to happen is the crowd will deal with them, yes. right? The crowd will deal with them. Mm -hmm. Like if you've ever seen any um, like um, huge shows, big presenters, big speakers, um, they don't, or if somebody's given a speech somewhere in the public, there's a public audience there and people yell out heckling mm -hmm. the speaker. It's the speaker usually doesn't, if they're well-trained respond to the person because it only fuels them. Right. So if you, as the, the presenter, even if you're live on TikTok or whatever, acknowledge the weird comment, the, the, the cringy comment, the harassing mm -hmm. comment, if you acknowledge that the problem is it, it fuels it. So the best thing to do is let other people in the comments Absolutely. handle it, at least in the beginning. Let yeah. them hopefully try to shoot because you have too much power as the person who's live. If, mm -hmm. if you give that person your attention, the creep, then it really, you know, fuels them up. Absolutely. So, um, so that's what I've always done with my trolls when I've had somebody on my live and they're just being an ass and it's hard to ignore them and it takes mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing is, is that if you do ignore them and stay on topic and stay delivering what you wanted to deliver, that then your audience will grow and more people will start coming to your lives and those voices of those creeps will get more drowned out and eventually they'll probably stop coming. Right. At least well, that's what's you, happened with me. Right. And you create a community that that feels connected to you by not responding or responding in a respectful or, you know, whichever way, you know, in a exactly. way, that's like, listen, I'm not going to tolerate this kind of comments, whatever. And, yeah. and as many trolls as you get, you are that much closer to finding your community that will back you. 
Um, I get I get people all the time that will troll and not even sexual comments, but just stupid comments. Like people will say jokes in there that I'm like, this is ridiculous. What are you doing? You know, and people will be like, don't listen to him. You're doing awesome. Keep going. You know, you will find your community. And that's a big reason. Like you said, that's a big reason why I love I actually love it. And I think that some people find it competitive, but I love when other affiliate marketers are in my lives because they're like, yes, I've done it. Yes. I love this. I love yeah. everything. You know, it's third party validation for you. Yes. As yes. Well. There's and, other people. yes, exactly. So I think it's great, honestly. Um, but it, like I said, it, it helps also create that community where as many trolls as, as that love to come and be douchey you're gonna have awesome people who are like i know what that's like i also know that you're doing awesome you know whatever yeah. so if you're scared to get on live don't be because there will be trolls you just have to be aware but yeah. you also know that there's going to be a whole community that backs you that's like listen don't worry about these stupid people and and everyone who's online everyone who's on TikTok already already knows that there's stupid people out there like that so they just of know course. they they typically ignore the comments it too they know they're there. They're just trying to see if you're one of them. And if you respond, it's one of the reasons why I never respond to people who are taking shots at, at us, because honestly, I have nothing to explain. I don't, ha I don't have anything to explain. Um, zero. Everything that I do is, is, is out in the open. It's transparent. What we do here at Legendary is we've been doing it for seven right. years. It's just, I don't have anything to explain. And I would never give them that free advertising to even say their name, say my name. You really got to pay me if you want really, baby, me to say your name. So the other thing that I thought about when you were talking was one way to deal with, to ask questions and make your community feel more, because I'm just brainstorming right now how to go, how to be better on live, right? And one other way to do it, is to take questions that you see in your comments or questions that you can gather on your own time. Not that you're being shot in the moment and put on the spot. And when you go live, you, you know, interact for a couple of minutes. Hey, welcome. You know, we'll let a couple of people come in. Great. Let's get started. And then you go into your content portion. You know, you kind of have your intro, you have your content portion, which can be anywhere from a couple of minutes to 30 minutes to an hour. And then at the end or throughout your content portion, you can pull questions that other people have asked in comments on other posts or that you've seen on lives before and say, all right, I'm gonna answer some of your questions now. And you just grab, Julie asked on one of my recent posts, how do you do X, Y, Z? And the way, that, right? So now you're pulling quick. It's about control, right? Mm -hmm. It's about control. And one of the things that you want to do as both, particularly as a marketer, um, as an entrepreneur, if we want to talk high level, owning your business, but as a marketer and also as a communicator, as a presenter, you want to control the environment. You don't, right? It's a very risky thing for most presenters, magicians, um, singers, performers to interact with the crowd. That's a risk. It's got to be a calculated risk if you're going to do that because it will throw off the entire show. And if you want to, if you want to make money doing this, you got to treat it like a real business, like, mm -hmm. like a true professional performance in a way, a presentation. And, um, and it's real key to control the environment. And when you start taking questions and interacting with, with the, with the audience, 
you you have if you're gonna do that know going into it that you plan on doing that mm -hmm. and if that throws you off maybe try for a period of time grabbing questions from old posts mm -hmm. and answering them or on other lives that you did and answering them in a way that maybe you feel a little bit more in control of the environment there's ways that we can creatively manufacture the same connection in the same kind of bond with our audience by not always being on the defensive you know there's so many places that they're posting their 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 questions there's so many um there's so many ways to interact with your with your audience the the you know going live and just having a kind of a two-way conversation is not the only way and it's not the best way you know it, to go live without a plan <laughs> you know what i mean right it's just not it's not it's not good to do anything without a plan you know my marketing for many years i i did a lot of things by the seat of my pants and it did get me so far but when for example we started doing this show we we started doing it at the very beginning of the whole big you know lockdowns and it it you know content creation is not something that i that i really like you know what i mean like it's not my favorite thing to do you know um and so and when i was creating content i was kind of spread thin personally my own content and so around 2020 I personally, I was like, all right, I don't need to build my personal brand. Like I need to focus on our company. We've got almost a hundred people that work here. We've got a huge community. I need to focus on our company, not my personal brand, but content creation is still important. And so when, when I committed to doing the show every day at the same time with the same format, that was the sort of structure that I personally needed to deliver the right content to the right people in a way that I could do it on a consistent basis. And so that was my plan. That became my plan. And now it's kind of baked into my life, you know? And so whether you have a, a time or a kind of a format that you use, you know, or whether you set your lives up in the way that I described, which was, hey, an intro, some content, then you take some questions, even if it's as loose of a, a plan as that, kind of going into the live with a bit of a plan and trying to develop more of a plan that so you can know what to expect, but also so your audience can know it. People like to know, people like to get in habits. Look at this show. There's people who <laughs> watch this every day because they know when it's going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to approach uh, your content creation that can make us feel a little bit safer, more in control when we do either hit post or hit go live. And those were just a couple of examples that I came up with based on hearing all your wonderful examples. What else would, would be helpful for the audience to hear before we wrap up today from you? Any other strategies, any other mindset hacks, any other things that you've done that have been particularly powerful? I think when it comes to anything freelance, any industry that you're in, doesn't matter which, if you're in digital marketing, if you're in whatever, um, it is very hard to stay motivated. And I think that a lot of times we're like, listen, just think about why you started. And, and I think that's a great tidbit to use. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think that where do you want to be? Um, where do you want your life to go? And for me, I, I spent a lot of years and a lot of time worrying about what other people thought 
Um, here's a, just another thing that Cassie's doing that it's going to fail. Here's another thing that she's starting that we don't know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, I had to be sure that this was the end all be all. Like, this is going to be it. I'm not going to fail at this. And I think that more than anything, it's about your mindset. It is not. And, and that's the biggest takeaway after joining this community. Like I said, again and again, it's not about the money. For me, it was the mindset. My life yeah. has changed because of my mindset. Right. I have been open to opportunities that I never thought possible. I gained my confidence back because of those those tiny first commissions that I made. It was like I was more excited about those than my high ticket commission because I was like, listen, this is working. People are hearing me. People are listening. Um, and, and they're taking value from what I thought was what I think is valuable. Um, so absolutely. I think that it is all about your mindset and, and whether you're on this journey right now and you are, you've been in it longer than me or shorter than me. And you're just looking to make that first commission. Don't, don't worry so much about making that first commission. I worried about that more than I did about what I was teaching, what I was educating about. And when I started just to educate and enjoy it, it was way more fun for me. And I I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I just got to make this commission. I got to make this money. I got to do this. I got to do I got to get my first ebook sale. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's not about that. It's about you gaining your confidence back. It's about you um, having the freedom, having the potential that where am I going to be in a year? Where am I going to be in six months? Um, to know that you have the potential and, and everyone, anyone and everyone, I, I say this a lot too. In Utah, we have tons of dentists. I don't know why we have a ton of dentists, but let me tell you, I go to one dentist over another for a different reason. And that is the same with affiliate marketing. I could have like yesterday, there was a stay at home mom of two on the show. And I was like, man, that's exactly me. Like what, what am I going to share that she hasn't already? And she's made more than me in this. She's, she's been in it longer than me. You know, what am I going to share? That's going to be even a little bit valuable to, mm-hmm. to what the wake up legendary show has to offer. You know, I, what am I going to, and you are the niche, you are what is needed. So don't ever think that, that, that the industry is too oversaturated. Don't ever think that you can't do it because it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from. Everyone has the potential to do it. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's so, so, um, so common. And it is that, that, that liking gap phenomenon where yeah. we underestimate the power that we, we have or how much others like us or are going to be get value from our story, our experience mm-hmm. and, and what we have to say. It's really quite a phenomenon um, that does not discriminate. I mean, it really doesn't. And I think oftentimes the more confident somebody can be in their presenting or the more confident somebody appears, oftentimes the more insecure that they actually feel. And so it's so it's been so important for me not to compare my insides with somebody else's outsides. Yes. So the same way not to compare my day one with somebody's day you know, 1000, you know, uh, we never know, you know, how long somebody's actually been doing what they're doing, what they've had to struggle through. And so, um, and, and also 
we always underestimate the power of our own story and of, of, of what we have to offer. We always, and that was what I alluded to earlier in the show, why I like talking to brand new clients and, and new students is because, you know, so often we, you, okay. Cause I'm not you anymore. I was you 10 years ago and I have the video interview where I did the same thing and thought the same exact thing. What am I going to, what am I going to say? What, 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 what can I do that somebody hasn't already done? Um, yeah. And, and it's just, it, it just does not discriminate. It's, it's, you, and then you walk away as I will from this episode being completely inspired by, by you, you know, your energy and just kind of your story, what you've been through um, here just in a short period of time. And just 24 hours ago, you were having those thoughts, you know, <laughs> and it just, you know what I mean? That just shows us both how much we can trust ourselves and how little we can trust ourselves. Yeah, yes, it does. Um, it's all about taking the first step uh, and, in, in, in learning what you're made out of, you know what I mean? Learning what your true potential is, because I think most of us just have never really exercised that. It's, it's, mm -hmm. and it is an exercise. It's not a destination. Absolutely, and yes. we've never even exercised that particular uh, idea of, of what, what, what can we do? What are we capable of in, in this particular context? You know, some, I know there's some folks who are, much older than you are, mm -hmm. uh, who come into this and think there's no way an old guy or old gal like me is going to come on the internet and anybody's going to listen. And, and, and they got, you know, a crowd of sometimes older and oftentimes younger people sort of sitting yeah. around them on their lives and watching their videos. And again, there, there you go underestimating yourself again. Mm -hmm. So thanks for ending with that Cass. And thanks for an amazing episode. And I hope oh, to talk. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And my best to your family, to your husband. I said, hello, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. See ya. All right, my friends. Uh, this is the end of the show. Uh, this is the end of our journey together. This is the end of our week together. Uh, it is Friday. I said it was Friday yesterday, but um, actually today. It's it's officially Friday. So we'll be back here uh, for another episode on Monday, as usual. This is going to be a great week to go and listen to some of the replays. Remember, we post them on all of the major uh, podcasting platforms. They're on our YouTube channel. Um, and they're right here, right on this Facebook page. You can scroll back through and you can watch any of the older episodes. I think there's almost 600 interviews with clients, brand new clients, just like we did today with Cass, um, who went through our training and started implementing and have a wide array of amazing results to share. So, um, yeah, we'll see you on Monday for another episode. Get out of here. Have a great weekend. Be legendary.